Hey folks, Barb here. If my voice sounds a little raspy today, it's because I was there last night to witness Michigan win the national championship. So my apologies for the sound, but here's a recording of my latest cafe note, the 25 percenters. As always, please write to us with your thoughts and questions at letters at cafe.com. Dear listener, the first canon of disinformation is that if you repeat a false claim enough times, people will believe it to be true. Last week, a poll revealed that 25% of Americans believe that the FBI instigated the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The number climbs to a whopping 34%, more than one-third, when looking at poll results for Republicans. This claim, of course, is not true. It's a conspiracy theory that the Washington Post called a false concept promoted by right-wing media and repeatedly denied by federal law enforcement. In fact, the House committee that investigated the attack found that Donald Trump's false allegations of fraud in the election provoked his supporters to violence on January 6th. So how is it possible that so many Americans, 83 million people, if you extrapolate the numbers to the entire population of the United States, have bought into this conspiracy theory? Endless repetition, it turns out, can make even the fantastical seem plausible. Adolf Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf that propaganda must confine itself to a few points and repeat them over and over. The German dictator had learned the tradecraft when he served in the Army's information department during World War I. The Nazi strategy is confirmed by evidence from social science, which demonstrates that repetition reinforces belief. In his book, Disinformation, The Nature of Facts and Lies in the Post-Truth Era, information scholar Donald Barclay calls this phenomenon the availability cascade, a cognitive bias that leads people to accept the credibility of a claim the more often it is repeated. For example, he notes that some people believe conspiracy theories about the assassination of former President John F. Kennedy not because they're supported by any evidence, but because they're so pervasive. The origin of the conspiracy theory was Soviet disinformation. It was the KGB that first planted the story that the CIA was behind the assassination. Repetition has reinforced it. The idea that the FBI organized the January 6th attack seems laughable to those of us who get our news from mainstream or progressive outlets. But Americans who are engrossed in right-wing media and social media and who spend time among like-minded friends and family are bombarded with claims that the election was stolen and that January 6th was a false flag operation. According to Sarah Longwell, a GOP strategist critical of Trump, ordinary voters who continue to be election deniers aren't bad or unintelligent people. The problem is that the big lie is embedded in their daily life. They hear from Trump-aligned politicians, their like-minded peers, and MAGA-friendly media outlets. And from these sources, they hear the same false claims repeated ad infinitum. And now they're hearing from all of these same sources that the attack on the Capitol was staged by federal law enforcement officials. How can we reach people who believe outrageous and unsupported claims fed to them by the disinformation machine? 
First, we need to see what we're up against by taking a look at the right-wing media outlets and social media feeds ourselves so that we are aware of the false claims. When we live exclusively in our own information bubbles, we're unable to refute false claims with evidence that contradicts them. Second, we need to counter false information with accurate information. Content moderation on social media is essential to pointing users to accurate news stories when they read false claims online. In a pair of cases that the Supreme Court will address this term, tech industry groups have sued Texas and Florida over statutes that would make it illegal to flag and remove fake news. A ruling against the tech companies would be disastrous. But as individuals, we can debunk false claims when we see them. Third, we need to have face-to-face conversations in real life and help our colleagues and neighbors who hold different political views to break out of their own echo chambers. And finally, we need to refrain from engaging in the snark that belittles people who disagree with us. I learned in my research for my forthcoming book on disinformation that sometimes people don't actually believe a lie, but they go along with the con simply to signal their membership in a particular group. For example, Republicans who refer to their opponents as members of the Democrat Party know that they're butchering the name of their rivals, but they do it anyway to demonstrate to others that they're members of the far-right tribe. While trolling and humiliating people online may earn likes and shares, it does not build the kind of bridges we need to get us past this political moment of hyper-partisanship. Of course, these ideas won't solve all of our problems regarding disinformation, but they are a place for us as individuals to start. Just for the record, there is no public evidence that the FBI instigated the attack on the U.S. Capitol. Pass it on. Stay informed. Barb. Barb.